0: Pa, 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 ja, 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 pa, ja, pa No, it's not gibberish. I'm trying to make sense of some words. Hi, I'm Madhuri and with me, I have a friend, Ritika, who has joined me to find some solace in stories and narratives. We thought that we can read to each other here on this podcast and help you sleep with words, for no other kind of sleeping seems possible right now. Isn't it Rutika? Absolutely Madhuri. We will meet you every weekend with some
1: excerpts from either a novel, a poem, a quote, a short story, an anecdote, or a dialogue that stayed with us by delving into how it moved us. Join Madhuri and I every week before falling asleep as we paint the blank canvas of your dreams with words that became our lovers. By listening to a podcast, Sleeping With Words. Hi Madhuri. Hi Ritika. So I want to ask you, what has your week been like?
0: I have been home, so it's been too occupied. Like, you know, earlier I had time for little things that I would do for myself. And uh, sometimes I had blank spaces that I had to fill myself with. But Mm -hmm. right now, there's too much... I'm talking to my father, then I'm taking my mother to the hospital, I'm taking my aunt to the bank, and then I have all the personal things to cater to. So it's like me running in all the directions, but it's beautiful too, to be home with people.
1: Hmm. I think one of the things that uh, your people who are staying away from home miss is the familiarity and the uh, the feeling of just being there for our loved ones, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, very true. (laughs) And you don't even realize what are the things that they'll need you for until you are here.
1: That is true. That is true.
0: What about you, Ruthik? How has your week been like?
1: Uh, I don't know about the overall week because somehow the past two days, I've just been feeling very low and I've had these really... Mm -hmm absurd sort of mood swings like randomly my mood is okay and then sometimes just going very you know there's like an oscillation of sorts with my mood and um it, it One of them, one of the reasons could be that I'm basically on my periods. But the other reason is also that I have, because of the cramps, I've also been feeling uh, like st- I, I can't sleep very easily and stuff. So honestly, I actually today am part of the podcast as an agent of darkness. <laughs> Which is, you remember we had had this conversation where you asked me, why do you want people to have hopeless dreams? And I, I said that it is very much a part of our reality, right? like not every day are we going to wake up and be all i've got the power and we're not we're not going to be pumped up about the day so um, yeah. for the past two days i've also realized the importance of those days because now that i'm slowly recovering from those those pangs of feeling low i am i'm i'm also understanding the importance of them somehow <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and you know uh, it's very important that you said this ruthika because i have the reading thing it's exactly Mm. addressing this kind of mood like whenever I find myself in the pangs of darkness I have come to children's literature or I have found some kind of solace in looking at illustrations scrolling over illustrations looking at picture books and today the thing that I'm going to read to you is actually a children's story so I really hope it helps you to find some way out of this darkness or different kinds of approaches to your darkness wow
1: I am I, I think you know that's the thing that's a beautiful part about meeting you every week right that you get in something that's even though right now we have both addressed the same theme of darkness and feeling unsaid all those things that uh, you know are remaining unsaid um, at the same time you're bringing in something that's also bringing light and on the other hand I have brought something that also emphasizes the importance of darkness itself <laughs> so I'm quite excited to dig in
0: <laughs> okay, so let's begin. I'm going to tell you a story today. It's mm-hmm. written by Oliver Jeffers. He's my favorite, favorite story writer and also the way he illustrates his books. Mm-hmm. So he has this uh, a boy character which reappears in all his stories. Huh? Okay. And this boy is asking very basic questions about life. The, today the question that he's asking is how to catch a star? <laughs> Okay, so that is the name of the story. Mm. It's called How to Catch a Star. Mm. It's an illustrated book, so people who are listening to this, I'm very sure that I wouldn't be doing it complete justice by just telling you the story. If you want to explore the world of Oliver Jeffers, you go and buy his book. (laughs) Okay, I'll begin. Once there was a boy, and the boy loved stars very much. Every night, the boy watched the stars from his window and he wished that he had one star of his very own. He dreamed how this star might be his friend. They would play hide-and-go-seek and and take long walks together around the beach. Ah, all the things that he would do with the star. He kept thinking about it. The boy decided he would try to catch a star. He thought that getting up early in the morning would be best Because then the star would be tired from being up in the sky all night. (laughs) Such a smart boy this is. So the next day, he set out at sunrise, but he could not see a star anywhere. He sat down and waited for one to appear. He waited, and he waited, and he waited some more. And then it was time for his lunch. So he had some juice, bottle and sandwiches on him. So he starts eating that. He kept waiting waited and waited some more and finally it was time for dinner so he had his dinner as well and then he waited some more finally just before the Sun was about to go away he saw a star (gasps) one star in the entire sky the boy tried to jump up and grab it but he could not jump high enough he was so tiny so very carefully he climbed to the top of the tallest tree that he could find, but the but the star was still way out of reach. He climbed at the top of the tree. He stretched his hand, but still he couldn't reach the star. He thought he might lasso the star with the life belt from his father's boat, but when he went to get that, wait, but when he went to get that life belt, it was much too heavy for him to carry. He thought he could fly up in a spaceship and just grab the star. But his spaceship had run out of petrol last Tuesday when he flew to the moon. Perhaps he could get a seagull to help him fly up into the sky to reach his star. But the only seagull he could find didn't want to help at all. The boy thought he would never catch a star. Just then, he noticed something floating in the water. Oh, it was the prettiest star that he had ever seen. Just a baby star. It must have fallen from the sky, he thought. So he tried to fish the star out with his hands, but first he couldn't reach it. And then finally when he did, he realized it was nothing more than a shadow. He tried to catch it, but it would disappear. He would again try to scoop it in his hands and it would disappear. He waited, he walked, he watched and waited, but he couldn't catch a star. And sure enough, then, something happened. He ran towards the shore and he saw that the star had washed up on the bright golden sand. (gasps) The boy had finally caught a star which was lying on the sand. A star of his very own. He took the star back with him home and started reading another story to the star, which had just become a friend. So that's the story of the boy who learns how to catch a star. And since you are not looking at the illustrations, let me tell you that this boy, the star that he got home, which he found lying on the sand, is actually a starfish.
1: Starfish, yes, I guess
0: but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. know, you can see it, but when you show it to children, not all of them know about starfish, so they actually imagine that there is a star which has fallen on the sand, and you let their imagination run, and you know this whole idea of that boy never giving up on the idea of catching the star, you know he keeps waiting, he keeps thinking of plans, and just the stories like flowing into all the direction. And you, and at the end, you realize that why he wanted that star because he wanted to be friends with that star. Hmm.
1: that's a beautiful story, Madhuri. I mean, it's such a simple and yet it's just a, um, a very um, I think a wonderful story for one's imagination.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And somehow it draws parallel
1: with remember what we discussed uh, uh, during our first episode with uh, Nina George's book, where she gives us a word called star cradle for the sea. Yes, yes, for the sea.
0: Yes, I remember. (laughs) So, yeah,
1: that's so good. Thank you. You made my day. I'm smiling already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I hope, Ritika, that you catch a star of your own and all the listeners that when you go to sleep, you sleep with a star of your own.
1: For sure. I I think, yeah. I hope you uh, definitely catch a star of your own. Okay, so my um, excerpt is from uh, this book called A Field Guide to Getting Lost. And uh, it's by uh, this anthropologist called Rebecca Solnit. She's not essentially, I mean, she has studied anthropology, but... Um, the way she writes, uh, she's essentially a writer. She's written for Harper's Bazaar. She's written for a few other well-known magazines. And um, she's one of my favorite authors because the way she writes Madhuri is just, you know, you start thinking about, it's a simple thing. If, if she's writing about a color, you start thinking about the color in a very different way than you probably are used to, you know? Um, and I think that's that's one of the reasons why I love her writing because she changes the way I start thinking and she really shifts my worldview.
0: Oh wow.
1: So I'm going to start without any further ado. Movies are made out of darkness as well as light. It is the surpassingly brief intervals of darkness between each luminous still image that make it possible to assemble the many images into one moving picture. Without that darkness, there would only be a blur, which is to say that a full length movie consists of half an hour of darkness or an hour of pure darkness that goes unseen. If you could add up all the darkness you would find the audience in the theatre gazing together at a deep imaginative night. It is this terra incognita of film, the dark continent of, of every map. In a similar way, a runner's every step is a leap, so that for a moment he or she is entirely off the ground. For those brief instants, shadows, no longer spill from their feet like leaks but hover below them like doubles as they do with birds whose shadows crawl below them caressing the surface of the earth growing and shrinking as their markers as their makers move nearer or further from the surface for my friends who run long distances these tiny fragments of levitation add up to something considerable. By their own power, they hover above earth for more than many minutes, perhaps some, in, some significant portion of an hour or perhaps far more for the hundred mile races. We fly and we dream in darkness. We de- devour heaven in bites too small to be measured.
0: That's a beautiful excerpt, Rutika. You know, uh, instead of thinking that darkness is this one thing or the exact opposite of, you know, feeling cheery, it rather mm-hmm. tells you how you can devour that darkness. And I, what I loved even more was how they've compared and explained it through the metaphor of movies or through the metaphor of moving images or a narrative. Yeah. You know, that yeah. you cannot have one thing in a narrative. So similarly, in your life, you cannot have have just that one thing and also your reading differs, no? If I have this one thing, right now I am perceiving it in a different way and tomorrow that same thing would be something else. So darkness is again not fixed. What you see as dark is not the fixed understanding but it changes maybe by the time you sleep it has changed. By the time you wake up it has changed.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, there is that solace in knowing the fact that things are going to change.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? I mean... Things are going to change can also be a, f- a fear, but it can also empower us.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know what I also realized, Rutika, that let's say I had a children's story on me. So sometimes the most uh, kya bolte, difficult difficulty express karna that can hmm. be easily expressed by using a children's story. I can easily talk about death by uh, using a children's story or what I said today like the story how to catch a star it might look like a very simplistic story but maybe that story is also that of loneliness because this boy had no one to play with that he's thinking of catching star and playing with a star
1: yeah, or it yeah. could also
0: be that the the boy really wanted to just be friends with stars it could have n number of readings but children's stories have provided me that space that I can imagine it in n number of ways
1: yeah yeah and uh i mean before we go i do want to say that the reason i call myself an agent of darkness is not because uh, you know darkness is a bad thing but because darkness as Madhuri very beautifully pointed out it just keeps changing it keeps shifting and um you know it's a shape shifter and it's important to just familiarize ourselves with the darkness and sometimes even attempt to accept it it's very difficult and i know it but attempting to do it is i think more than enough for us as people
0: yeah i think that's very beautifully put ruthika like attempting to accept it so you're not even saying that you go ahead and accept it you are saying we can always put in an attempt and i think this reading to each other reading to all of you sleeping with words is just an attempt like that
1: absolutely And uh, we hope to see you next week. Thank you so much for your patience. And uh, not just patience. I hope that you're also enjoying it. Uh, (laughs) And uh, we will see you next week uh, with uh, some new words that we will read to each other.
0: Yes, for sure. Some new stories, some new excerpts, some new lines that have stayed with us. So you stay tuned for Sleeping With Words every weekend. And you can write to us on our email IDs. You can write to Ruthika on... My
1: email address is letters that hug at gmail.com. L E T T E R S T H A T H U D H U G at gmail.com.
0: And my email address is Adwani at gmail.com. A D W A N I M A D H U R I at gmail.com.
1: And do tell us if you want us to read on a particular theme. We would definitely be open to do that.
0: Show. Okay, bye. bye.